0: Today's episode of the two-man power trip of wrestling is brought to you by Let's Get Checked, the leading provider of at-home health tests. Are you looking to improve your male hormone health? With Let's Get Checked, you can do a simple home health test that will give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in five days. Let'sgetchecked.com.
1: The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production.
0: Christian just eliminated DDP. No, oh, hey, that was waving at me. Hello, can I buy you a car again? I'm
1: here. How about a condo? Yeah, how about a condo that was one of the Fort Myers's?
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. And today is a feature episode, a part of the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling Empire. And today we welcome in an absolute wrestling legend, a WWE Hall of Famer, the Godfather. Yes, Charles Wright joins the show. You may also know him as Papa Shango or Kama the Supreme Fighting Machine, or Kama Mustafa, from the Nation of Domination. But we know him as a former Intercontinental Champion as well as a former Tag Team Champion. Of course, that is the Godfather. You also might remember his short run as the Goodfather, part of Right to Censor, during that uh, crazy gimmick in the Attitude Era for the WWF. that was basically the anti Attitude Era, which was very interesting, very cool, actually, if you think back, and kind of funny, because they are making fun of the uh, the parent-teacher council, and they could just call themselves the PTC, and obviously RTC, right to center, was just making fun of that. But really, the focus of today's episode is the Godfather and that character, that gimmick, the origins of that gimmick, where it came from, how it came about, who created it, And it really, if you think about it, and we talk about it in the interview, it really is just one of those things where it's true to life. I mean, that's who he is. He worked for Cheetahs, a Spearman Rhino. He's always around strippers, always having fun, always at the club, lives in Las Vegas. So the Godfather really is kind of who he is and not just a gimmick. I mean, it's one of those things where sometimes the best gimmicks are those that are true to life and you just turn it up times a hundred. Really, it's just his personality and the way he lives his life, but he turned it into a gimmick and a character, but it's very true to his personality and how he really is. And that's just kind of the way it was in the Attitude Era. It was almost like a lot of the guys just turned up, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, very similar to that character, just times a thousand or whatever, and then you get the Stone Cold character and all that. I mean, a lot of those characters were very much... Realistic, real character based, with just a uh, obviously hint of uh, some sports entertainment and some more uh, zest to them, some more character, some more gimmicks, some more personality, whatever you want to say. But it's really just them, and The Godfather really kind of showed that. And I love kind of at that point, and if you think about creative, obviously Vince Russo was heading up then with Ed Ferrara, head writers for the WWF during the Attitude Era. You think about the creativity that was going on there, but. It was never scripted for The Godfather. He kind of just did his own thing. He had creative freedom. He was just kind of, you know, kind of offering up some ideas. But it was really his kind of creative that led to all the interesting stuff you saw on TV. The hose, the hoe train. And we talk about how that all came about and almost started out as a joke. But it became a great, great thing and became something really a part of his character and became one of the reasons why he was the most over guy's during the Attitude Era. He was one of the most over guys during that period, so it's just great to kind of look back and really just listen to the crowd and just watch his entrances and watch his matches and everything. He was so over, it's pretty crazy. I mean, obviously you got the the level of Stone Cold and The Rock and, and those big guys that were on top, but Godfather's pop is right there with it, and you'll hear it if you go back and you watch a lot of the Attitude Era stuff like, man, was he over, man, was he popular, and that just led to enormous success for Charles Wright that character of the Godfather. Of course, we do talk about Papa Shango as well. I mean, that's such an interesting and kind of a cool character doing his voodoo thing uh, back in the day. And so many people are just kind of enthralled with that character. And if you ever see uh, Charles doing some signings and stuff, sometimes he splits the time, half Godfather, half Papa Shango, which goes over crazy. Everybody loves it. Uh, The fans love it. The vendors love it. I mean, everybody just loves that. So that's one of those things really, really, really cool if you go out there and you get to meet him. So this is going to be a really, really fun ride. You're going to have a few laughs for sure. This is a really, really entertaining interview with The Godfather. Also, we've got to mention for the TNPt Empire, we've got so many other things going on. we got Dutch Mantel on the MLW Radio Network. We've got Shane Douglas on Russo's brand. we got Dr. Tom Pritchard, of course, on our two-man power trip of a wrestling feed. And then on podcast one, we have Rick Bassman's Talking Tough. So there's so much going on in the world of the two man power trip. It is crazy. But for now, enjoy a little bit of a former WWE Tag Team Champion, a WWE Intercontinental Champion, and of course, a WWE Hall of Famer. And I am talking about the one, the only, the Godfather. Come get on the <laughs> <laughs> If it ain't easy Joining us on the line right now is a former WWE World Tag Team Champion, a former WWE Intercontinental Champion, and of course, he is a former member of the WWE, actually, current member, 2016, member of the WWE Hall of Fame. You may know him as Papa Shango, but we know him as the Godfather. Godfather, welcome to the two man power trip of wrestling.
1: Jay, it's about time you got me on your show. I've been trying to get on this show for years. It- I don't know what happened, but you finally
0: <laughs> put me on,
1: man. I guess those girls like did, you helped me a little bit, huh?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Damn right. So, Godfather, <laughs> you know, we're talking about such a great run in the WWE, but what are you up to today? What is going on in the world of the Godfather?
1: Well, I'm semi-retired. I'm retired from wrestling altogether. I I, I still do some shows. Um, I had a club out here in Vegas, a topless club called Cheetahs, and I sold that about a year ago my part of it so right now i'm actually uh on sunday through wednesdays i'm a vip host at a club called spearmint rhino in las vegas and uh i'm basically in a room being the godfather where you bring girls i bring you girls and we set you up and you you get a little bit of time and you have some fun and it's uh, a godfather way let's just say that so i do that during the week uh and uh, I do some shows now and then, not really wrestling shows. Like I'm in Winnipeg this weekend, uh, but I go out and do some autograph signings. And WWE still keeps me busy, so I'm still busy out there doing my thing.
0: I love it. The Godfather, you know, the gimmick, so to speak not not necessarily Charles, Rupp, tar, excuse me, Charles Wright, but the Godfather gimmick that really is you, right? You're hanging out at the Spearman Rhino, being the Godfather.
1: Well, when I was inducted by Ron and John, they said it all. There's never been. To a character and a person that's so inclined as me and *The Godfather*, I'm not saying I am a pimp by no means, um, but I seem to be—I seem to flourish around naked women all my life, and uh, <laughs> that's what finally got me over in the WWE at the time. Is I think that they finally just let me be me and just. Instead of making me a, a voodoo monster or an ultimate fighter, I always tried to make me a heel. They just kind of let me be myself, which was a cool thing.
0: Such a great gimmick. When that kind of gimmick came along, and obviously right before then, you were kept really Kama in the nation, Kama Mustafa. What was like the, the key point? What is like what happened? Was it the writing step? Was it Vince? Did somebody say, "All right, like who are you really? Let's let's be you." Like how did that gimmick come about?
1: Which one, Papa Shango?
0: no, 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 no. Um, the Godfather gimmick.
1: Um, oh, wow. How much time do you got? I'm going to try to get <laughs> to the short version. I was in the Nation of Domination, and at that time, we kind of got Farouk out of the group, and it was me, Rock, and D-Lo, and then they brought Martin in, but, uh, uh, they weren't really doing nothing with me and D-Lo, and so, uh, I start, uh, me and my wife came up with the Godfather character, and, uh, and we kind of just kind of let, she says, you got to just let your personality come out. She goes, if people really see what you're really like, they'd love you. And so I took a lot of her suggestions and I did a lot of things that I didn't want to do because, uh, that I fought her on, but she was right
0: on everything and
1: it seemed to work out just fine.
0: Such a uh, lovable character and great gimmick, especially for. The attitude ever and going on in the Monday night wars. I mean, that just fit perfectly, right? With the attitude ever and what the attitude ever was all about? Oh, my
1: God. It was perfect. And I, I went to Vince and I said, Vince, just let me be me. Let me try something and see what it works. And from the very first time that I went out there and admitted something with Bradshaw, it, it was over right then to where, you know, the next day I'm talking to Vince. He's like, what's, what's going on with this thing? I'm hearing good things about this, you know? And it just uh, it took off. But, that was one of the funnest things. At that point, I was my, my idea was to entertain the people. There was enough wrestlers out there, and there was enough, enough cable ladder matches and blood matches. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go out there and do something different. I'm going to go out there and just entertain the people. And that's what I did. Do
0: you think there's a more Attitude Era-esque character than the Godfather? I mean, like perfectly fit for that generation and what you guys were doing I at know. the time.
1: I think the only character that I sometimes think uh, you—you know—you have no idea how much he took over what I was doing and saying on TV at the time, even though it was the attitude era. I mean, I was pushing the envelope every night, and I always tell people there's one guy that was doing it worse than me—that was Val Venus. You remember some of the things he used to say?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, his great porn star gimmick, of course.
1: Oh, my God. I listen to some of this stuff, and I'm like, if people complained about me.
0: (laughs) You got to love it, especially, you know, that era. Was it a lot of Vince Russo as well when he was writing? Was he giving you a lot of ideas, or was this kind of a collaboration?
1: I wasn't one of Vince Russo's boys, so he wasn't really writing for me. Uh, I I was really – it gave me so much (laughs) – They let me do, they gave me so much creativity that they would basically give me time. And uh, I would come up with stuff, I mean, it was all ad-libbed, I was not ever, the Godfather was never, ever scripted. Maybe at the end when I was interrupting weddings and stuff like that, but when I was actually on the show, I was never scripted. They might want me to hit a point, a town, something, but I was free to say and do, nobody was writing for me, it was just me doing my thing, and I would do it, I and mean, it was crazy. It was just me basically going out there, doing my thing, and whoever I wrestled, we know what the finish was and stuff, but they would have no idea what I was offering them the girls. They had no idea what I was going to say. I would never rehearse it with them. I'd never tell them, and I would just go out there and be me, and I was never, ever scripted. Isn't that crazy?
0: That's crazy. So you had total creative freedom, and this is, you know, the most popular era that they've had
1: and just me and they used to say you just go out there and be you you know at the end it got a little difficult but i mean i was just out there literally having the time of my life just being me and Vince one time told me Charles you ought to you ought to be paying me and i'm like if i you let me keep doing this i will <laughs> if i was having this too i i, I can't explain how much fun and everybody in the back was having fun. It was nice having girls around every day. It just livened up the locker room. It was, just, it was a big thing for everybody, not only the fans, but the rest of us, too.
0: <laughs> and I obviously remember, and I think everyone else does, the hoes and the ho train. Is that all your idea, too, come up with that?
1: No. Actually, I was talking about this last week with a friend of mine. And they asked me who came up with that, and it was Shane McMahon. I was in the ring with Shane. He's like, and now the gimmick was starting to get over, and it was really, I mean, it was starting to get some ratings. And he goes, we got to come up with something. And he goes, how about if you shoot him in the corner, and then you wind up like a train? He goes, you remember, so Trade? He goes, how about if you say, oh, Trade? That was all Shane McMahon's idea. And that's where he came up with that, whole trade where I splashed it in the corner before mm-hmm. I gave you the pimp out. That was all Shane's idea.
0: Pretty cool. That's a good little tidbit of knowledge. didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And what about the girls coming out, like the, the other hoe train? You know, when you used to bring out the girls and, you know, you'd wave them on down. Was that your idea, too? Like, just to kind of, all right, since I'm a pimp, let's really you know, amp it up and bring out not just one girl, two girls. Let's bring out a whole load of girls.
1: <laughs> I would... Re- if, if I had the time, I would have brought out 20 girls every night. But it took so much time for me to, I would, I mean, I had it so, it was so, oh my God. I would come out first without the girls and get that big pop, right? And then they'd start boogin' and they'd be like, hey, where's your girls with the girls? And they'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So then I'd call the girls out to get that second pop. And then we'd have to go in the ring. I'd have to get all the girls in the ring. I'd have to do my little spiel. Have some type of a match, get the girls back in the ring dancing, and you'd only have seven or eight minutes to do that. So it was always, you'd always tell how long my match was going to be by how many girls I came out with. (laughs) (laughs) If I had two or three girls, it was going to be quick. If I had a bunch of them, it was going to be a little longer.
0: Were you actually surprised at any point about how over – you mentioned the ratings were going up and things like that, but you, were you surprised at all, like, wow, this gimmick is so over. The crowd is, like, literally, they're nuts for it.
1: You know what? We were having so much fun back then. It was just – you know, we I took it for granted back then how, how over it really was because I was literally just – and I'm just going to say this. Everything that I was saying about doing, I was doing. So I was having the time of my life. and. uh I was just having so much fun. I I just kind of, you know, I I, I didn't really realize what was going on and how over it was until later on I was watching some of my matches. I think I was in Scotland or Ireland, and they had on all bunch Godfather matches and promos. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was watching the audience. And back then, I don't know if they – I don't watch much anymore. I don't know if they still have all the signs that they used to have. But there would be so many Godfather signs and Pimpin' Ain't Easy and We Want the old. It was crazy. And then just the, the people would be on every word that I said. They were right there with me, you know. And I used to tell wrestlers, whenever I wrestled, I would tell them, hey, guys, check this out. When I say, let me hear you say, Pimpin' Ain't Easy, I'm like, you will feel the you will feel the heat of everybody's breath. Because so many people will be saying it. And you would actually feel the heat. And they'd go, it ain't easy. And you'd be like, oh, Jesus. It was crazy how over that was.
0: Today's episode of the two-man power trip of wrestling is brought to you by Let's Get Checked. Did you know that in the last 40 years, healthy sperm counts have dropped by 50% globally? Hormonal imbalances and reduced levels of testosterone are becoming a huge concern for men these days. Male hormones are important for a number of different functions, such as sperm production, maintaining a healthy sex drive, and maintaining muscle strength and mass. Some of the main symptoms of hormonal imbalances include low energy or fatigue, erectile dysfunction, low sex drive or libido, infertility anxiety or depression, bloating and headache. So how does the process work? Your test is delivered straight to your door. You just have to self-collect your own blood sample from the tip of your finger, mail the sample back to the accredited laboratories and the prepaid label, and receive support and guidance from the LGC medical team who are available to you a 24-7 and offer you the personalized advice you need to know for your hormonal health. This week... Let's Get Checked wants to invite you to join their community with 20% off. Yes, 20% off. The discount code WRESTLING20. It's good to know you can get 20% off using the code WRESTLING20 at Let's Get Checked. Yes, that is Let'sGetChecked.com. It's so damn over. They actually end up giving you, you beat Goldust, you win the Intercontinental Championship. Do you think that the character even needed a championship, given the fact that you were so over?
1: That's what happened. They put the belt on me, and all the belt meant was, it was just something the girls carried because I had the girls. I mean, that would be better than any belt or anything. And so I had it for a minute, but it, the belt didn't mean anything because I had the girls. It was just something the girls carried. And so, yeah, then uh, it got it off of me. But, yeah, it was it, – Godfather had it. The Godfather, I don't think they'll ever be – another Godfather character of the way that I was
0: on TV. I just don't think you can get away with it now. Oh, definitely, definitely not. Can't get away with it. And I just remember a huge win on SmackDown when you beat Triple H. I mean, that might have been one of the high points. Do you think that was one of the high points of the Godfather character?
1: Oh, of course. Of course. Come on now. That's the biggest win I probably had. Hm the Godfather.
0: Yeah. And it was crazy that you got that win. It's a little bit surprising, but not really given how into it the crowd was and how badly hey, was, the crowd was, wanted you to I win.
1: Was, believe me, I was more surprised than you were.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, going into it, you were surprised that they were going to give you the oh, win?
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm glad and I'm okay, this and that, and you're going to come like, what? Whoa, 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 what? But, you know, like I said, even that, you take it for granted, it's just, You look back now, and you you realize how big of a moment that was. But back then, it was just another night of wrestling. Okay, what are we doing tonight? Okay, well, cool. Oh, really? I'm going to, wow, that's crazy. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. You know, it just, you took it for granted, not in a bad way. It's just, it was just every night you're having so, I was having, and every body of us were having so much fun that it just would carry over into the matches, into the gym, into the day. It was just a great time to be in wrestling.
0: And Raw was overtaking Nitro at this point, slowly but surely, and, you know, it was starting to win the Monday Night Wars for once.
1: Right, right, right. That was that – was, that's what it really took off when we started having those Monday Night Wars. It was everybody – that was crazy. That was great TV, though, great TV.
0: Unbelievable. Do you think that when they turned you healed to the good father, do you think that that was, like, good timing or bad timing? Do you think that was almost, like, too soon? Yes. Fought for
1: Vince used to tell me every day, Charles, I'm fighting for you. He was taking so much heat over everything from me calling girls hoes to me telling people to smoke weed to selling girls on TV. He was taking so much heat. He used to tell me, Charles, I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for you. And finally, it got to the point, especially when he got off of the uh, cable and then we got on the network, it got to the point where I couldn't be on Saturday mornings. I couldn't be on Sunday mornings. I couldn't be on before 10 o'clock at night. I couldn't say this. I couldn't talk about smoking. I couldn't call them. I had to be an escort. And so it became Godfather Light, basically. But uh, with that, uh, Vince basically goes, we're going to do this and this and that. You're going to be in the RTC. And and I I took it personally. I'm like, whoa, 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 what? And literally, I (laughs) hate That's the only time in wrestling that I actually hated wrestling, and I almost quit over it a bunch of times, and I did the best job I could, but I hated that because it was just crazy that they would take the godfather, me being me, and I know it's a work, but you have no idea that I was just out there being me every day, being me on TV, and then they took it away from me and gave me reality again, and I had to be a, a character. So that's the only time that I was very unhappy in wrestling is when I was in the RTC.
0: It was weird seeing and even obviously Valvinus and Buchanan and a bunch of the guys and Stevie maybe it kind of fit him a little bit, but it was weird seeing you guys, how you were such great baby faces and so were the crowd. And then just these absolutely hated heels that had no likable <laughs> qualities whatsoever. He was just like, Man, I hate these guys. What the hell? Oh, I
1: was I was being real. I was really unhappy. <laughs> I did the best job I could, of course, but uh, it was hard not, not being the Godfather. And then, like I said, they tried to bring the Godfather back as an escort as this. And people didn't want that. They wanted an old Raw Godfather. But Vince, believe me, Vince fought for me till the end to keep that character on TV the way he was.
0: Yeah, it, was, it wasn't the same when they brought it back in O2 uh, around the Royal Rumble time. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, you're light. Now you're just, you know, you can't go that extreme and calm it down. You're just Godfather Light.
0: Now, is it actually true, because I saw, um, I was on the network, and I saw some pictures that they were actually going to bring back Papa Shango at one point during the Monday Night Wars, which is kind of a weird thing to think about.
1: They were going to bring me back. It was a little bit more menacing. I think they showed some pictures on that table Mm -hmm. for three or whatever. Yeah, yep. And, uh, like I said, Jerry Lawler drew a face, but it was a little bit, not so not that Papa Shango was cartoonish, but this one was a little bit more evil. And uh, I, I lost a lot of ways. I got ready to come back, and like I said on the table for three, uh, Vince called me to the office and said, change of plans. And they put me in the nation, and that's when I met Ron Simmons for the first time. And they said, you and Ron Simmons are going to wrestle Undertaker in a handicap match. You're going to go and I'm like, what? And uh, basically, that's how I got in the nation. They had to get together an outfit for me because everything I had was for Papa Shango. It was, it was pretty wild. But that's how wrestling is, you know. And you got to be p- professional and, and go with it and do the best you can with it. Which, for me, it turned out really well.
0: Yeah. And I definitely don't know if Papa Shango in you the know, late 90s would have been you know, a, a great character. I don't know if if it would have gotten over as much just because it's it's a you know, the booze up and it's it's a little bit of a weird character.
1: Yeah, you well know, they tried it with Boogie man. I don't know how it was with they tried it with Boogie, I think. Kind
0: of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Not really as successful I guess as it could have been. I don't <laughs> know if people the worms maybe were, but I don't know about everything else. <laughs>
1: That is, I know Marty well, but that is pretty crazy because he really eats those words. That's not no, you know, that's a shoot. He really eats those words. I don't know how he does it.
0: Were you surprised at all in 2016 when you get the call and you're going to be in the WB Hall of Fame, or you not that you're expecting, it, but you're almost like, all right, you know, this is perfect.
1: I honestly, never thought about it. Never even really thought about it. I said. Uh, people had asked me, think you, you ever be in the Hall of Fame? I'm like, they'd have to open up a special category for me. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I was surprised when they called me. I was going, you know, I've been going to WrestleMania for the last 10 years. Uh, they bring me in for me at least the last 10 years. And mm-hmm. Mark Corrado had Mark called me and he was like, hey, big man, uh, you, you ready all set? to get ready to go? I'm like, yeah, because you're bringing your family. And I'm like, no, I'm just bringing my wife. Why? He goes, I want you to bring your whole family. I'm like go, oh, Mark, why do you know that i got to bring my whole family? He goes, because we're inducting you into the Hall of Fame this year. And that's exactly how it went. Wow. But, yeah, you
0: know,
1: but, but you know, it
0: is what it is. One of the most uh, beloved characters of all time, and, and during the hottest period, uh, no, he can't. That
1: huh? character, that character got them a lot of ratings, and that character yes. sold them a lot of merchandise, and yep. they're still making money off that character. God bless them. I just got a royalty check today from the WWE, and they have been really, really cool with me. Uh, I'm on that Legends contract with them, and they have been so fair with me over the years, and just really taking care of me. Uh, So, you know, hats off to them, and like I said, I just got a royalty check today, and it's just, God bless them, man. It's the the gift that uh, that godfather character is the gift that keeps giving.
0: Absolutely. When you first got signed to WWE back in the early 90s, and they give you the Papa Shango gimmick, that character was cool with the vignettes. And I think at that point, you know, we were kind of like, especially when I was a younger kid, I was almost like uh, shook up by her, a little scared Over are Like, who the hell is this, you know, scary dude? Was that something that Vince has come up with? Or is that, like, when they bring you in, is that something that you come up with? Or is it a collaboration?
1: They brought, me, they brought me in for a tryout, called me Sir Charles. Vince hired me, said, we're going to put you on payroll. We're going to sit you at home for a while until we come up what we're going to do. He said, if I can remember, he said, you have the body of a monster, but you have a baby face. He goes, your face doesn't match your body. He goes, hmm. we've got to do something with your face. And so then they called me one day, and he's like, Charles, I want you to go rent the movie Live and Let Die. And then I'm like, I already knew the movie. It was a James Bond movie. And he goes, there's a character name I don't know if his name was Baron Samurai or, or Baron Semedi in that one. But he goes, we're going to do a takeoff on that. And I already knew the the, the uh, character and I don't know the actor's name, but he was, back in the day, he was the Uncola guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He got that laugh, and that's where I stole that laugh from. But uh, that's where Gatsop Pop the got started. He he wanted to hide my face, because as big as I was with all the tattoos and stuff, I had a baby face, which now it works out in my favor, because I'm 58 now, and everybody says I look like I'm in my 40s, so I'll go with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, definitely an interesting thing. Is that one of those things where uh, Pat Patterson's involved too, and they're like, okay, we want you to do this. You're going to act like this. You're going to be doing voodoo. It's going to be so uh, kind of out there, I and different.
1: I, I I don't remember. It was kind of I know that I was involved with George C. Animal Steel a lot and Jay Strombo, but uh, we were just uh, we were um, just doing our thing. I don't, I don't I don't remember who was writing for it. We were kind of just, uh, like I said, George Animal Steel and Chief Chase strumble, We did a lot of it. They did a lot of it.
0: And the WrestleMania 8, obviously, I mean, that's a huge, huge deal to show up during the main event of a Hogan match. Nevertheless, it's supposedly one of Hogan's last at, up until that point versus Sid. What was the deal with that? Was that something where it was like. Um... Almost like a miscue yeah, in the rim.
1: Was, I, I know I was late on the, on the finish, but what happened was, uh, I don't want to throw nobody under the bus, but it was uh, Gorilla Monsoon was at the gorilla position, and they told me, do not go. That's pretty green. It's not green, but involved in a match like that.
0: Yeah, and They're like, huge.
1: don't go until we tell you to. Don't go until we tell you to. So I, just, I wasn't even watching the screen. I was just waiting for them to tell me to go. I had a long run. Well, when they told me to go... <laughs> Somebody they told me a little late.
0: And, and the thing, is,
1: and I had no idea. I had no idea what was going on. You know, I never even heard about that. The WWE never brought it up to me. Nobody ever brought it up to me. just because it wasn't my fault. But uh, until later, people would ask me about it because I don't. I wasn't the fact that go over and watch all the matches and that type of stuff. But uh, you know, I never knew till later what actually happened.
0: And the thing is about it is it, it, it's just one of those things. Obviously, it's the main event. Like, oh, people think can cute, but it was such a long run from to the ring. It's like in, insane. Warrior was running full speed, and it still took him a few minutes to get to the ring.
1: <laughs> I watched him like man, that was a long run. It was like a quarter, but seemed like a quarter of a mile run.
0: <laughs> and I remember, you know, he's running hundred miles an hour. It still took him a while to get to the ring to beat you guys up. Yeah, you yeah. know, things happen. Yep. And I always remember um, you eventually casting a spell on him and making him vomit, I think, at that weird color throw-up and vomit the that had. That's one of the things that leaves a lasting memory on you, especially when you're a kid.
1: <laughs> I To this day, I'll put that face paint on and grown uh, men, 35, 38 years old, mm-hmm. will say, yeah, and, then, and they'll shake your head and they'll be like, dude, you have no idea how you feel. Scared me just with that you. I have memories of you as a kid it just scaring the hell out of me. So I scared. I was a lot of kids' real
0: boogeyman. Really were because especially at that age, I'm thinking of myself. I was like, okay, you know, they have cartoony villains or guys you hate, but this guy is, is like above that. It's like he's just scary. It's like who the hell is this guy? He's scary as hell.
1: Teach me what to do. Teach me what to do. <laughs>
0: and then. Obviously, they, they like you. They can't really keep that character going. I, I know USA probably had a problem with it, the voodoo and the casting spells, and it's scaring so many people for real that they give you a comma the supreme fighting machine. They, they Like you said, the UFC, the shoe fighter, the chemo kind of base gimmick. Did you enjoy that at all, or you, you just thought that's not you me, I all, don't like
1: it? a lot, well, a lot of people do not realize this. I've always had the clubs out here in Vegas, and you make good money in the clubs. And so wrestling, to me, was never my, which might have been my mistake, but it was never my number one job. It was my second job. It was the job that I would go to to have fun. And I would leave, and then they would try to they'd call me back, and I'd be like, Nah, I don't want to come back. And they're like, Ah, oh, we want to do this. And then take would call me or something, and I'd be like, come on, big dog, come on back, and I'd go back. And then when I wasn't having fun, and then I would leave. And then I would go home, and they'd call me again after a while and say, hey, we want to do this. And that was the Papa Shango thing. And then, you know, that's kind of how it went, though.
0: It's a pretty good place to be, and where it's kind of you don't need the money. It's like a secondary thing. It's like, all right, if you guys say something, it's not,
1: that, it's not that you don't need the money. It's just you could survive without it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so you're like, man, you know, that, the road's a lot harder uh, than people think. Though. It's rough out there on that road.
0: Absolutely. And they bring you back and they feud you with Undertaker, which is pretty cool. And They did something different that they've never done before. They burn the urn into a you know gold oh, chain, God, you're wearing around your I, neck. I, that's
1: a, I've wrestled Undertaker in casket matches, I think, more than anybody in the world. I've had so many different characters got put into
0: that damn casket. <laughs> Scary feeling? What's that? Scary feeling?
1: Uh, it's not enjoyable to be in that casket, no.
0: No, it's not. I mean, we
1: have a bit. Have a bit.
0: Now, as we head for the wind down, we head towards the finish line. I was curious because you see rumors and you hear rumors that you were going to be in WCW and that Bischoff was going to sign you to the NWO and you're going to be this. Was that actually true? Were you ever going to WCW? Uh,
1: I was. I was working out a deal with them and then uh, we we worked through some numbers and I thought we had a deal and they should be next I didn't hear from them for a while and next thing I know, Virgil became the Virgin took the gig that I had. So for whatever reason they decided to go with Virgin instead of me which worked out really good in my favor because I became a godfather.
0: Yeah, wow. That is interesting. Uh, if you would have been with the NWO instead of Virgil, I mean, obviously brings them up an ante and a level, level of toughness.
1: I like the decision I made.
0: Yeah, really. Good thing they never called you back. It's weird sometimes the way life works and, out and and you think it one way, like, wow, I thought I was signed there. Well, good thing they people,
1: didn't. People can't forget it is a business.
0: Yep, that that is interesting. What do you think of that matchup, you versus Virgil? That, that's <laughs> that's an interesting, uh, you no, know. He's, like, a, he's a buddy of mine still. But just thinking of like, wow, they picked Virgil maybe cheaper. Maybe that could be the option. But they, you know, they they uh, went one to the that, other. I
1: would say that was a big
0: part of it. Interesting. Now I looking. Would say that was a big part of it. Yeah, I would think so too. Looking back at, at your career just some of the things, what are some, like you said, obviously the Godfather, but what are some fun matches and some favorite matches that you had looking back?
1: You know what? I can't answer that question. I had so much fun. I don't have one match. You would have to say, what was your best match against Bret Hart? What was your favorite match against Undertaker? You'd have to go that route. I, um, I had so much fun in my matches. I don't have
0: one favorite matches, so I can't answer that question. So who are your, some of your favorite opponents? Obviously, Bret and Taker stick out. Anybody else kind of stick out to you that you really had uh, fun wrestling? I've on? wrestled
1: just about everybody, brother. I mean, if you, I mean, I've wrestled just about everybody. I might not have had long, drawn-out programs with people, but I've
0: wrestled just about everybody. And do you have a favorite moment as far as when you were the godfather, like uh, something that sticks out above everything else?
1: Brother, just being the godfather stuck out, you know? I, I don't have favorite moments, like I said. I just I, I was having so much fun. Every night was like my favorite moment.
0: And you mentioned what you're doing today. you working for the Spirit and Rhino. You sold the other club. You're hanging out in Vegas. What's really kind of a misconception about The Godfather that maybe people think something and, and it's really the opposite?
1: <laughs> well, if you just know The Godfather, then you're thinking on the right track because that's me. So I uh... – I don't know what people might think I am that I'm not, but uh, mm. I'm the Godfather. So just go off of that, and you know, and you'll know every you'll know every bit of my personality.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. As far as the Godfather and, and Charles Wright, when it's all said and done, and the book is closed on your wrestling career, including you know Soul Taker from USWA, including. Papa Shang, including the Supreme Fighting Machine. What do you think is like the lasting legacy when people look back at your career? Godfather won't we'll even be close. It'll be Godfather. Fun loving, great it'll, gimmick. Uh,
1: it'll be it'll be the Godfather. I think that for a long time people will remember the pimp with the with the girls. <laughs>
0: Where can the fans kind of see you, meet you, you know, maybe reach out to you, well, I guess like, got, as far I'm as social just getting media?
1: Active on, I'm just getting active on Facebook. I'm one of those guys that kind of fought the program for a while. Mm-hmm. So I've just, just been verified on Facebook as the uh, B-W-W-E Godfather. at B-W-W-E Godfather. I'm verified on there. And I'm on Instagram as Godfather underscore DSK. Godfather underscore BSK. Uh, but they are working on getting me verified on there as the Godfather. But uh, you can get on there, and uh, I'll ask you your stuff. And I tried to talk with everybody, and I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. So you guys hit me up, and uh, I'll holler back at you.
0: Awesome. Well, Godfather, one of the most beloved characters and one of the most popular errors in the history of the business, the attitude errors. So Godfather, thank you so much for all the time uh, you gave us you. tonight. JP, my pleasure. All right, everybody. Peace. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling. What the world is downloading.